Father Wilhelm Kleinzorg of the Society of Jesus was on the morning of the explosion in rather frail condition. The Japanese wartime diet had not sustained him. He felt the strain of being a foreigner in an increasingly xenophobic Japan. Even a German, since the defeat of the fatherland, was unpopular. Father Kleinzorg had, at 38, the look of a boy growing too fast, thin in the face, with a prominent Adam's apple, a hollow chest, dangling hands, big feet. He walked clumsily, leaning forward a little. He was tired all the time. To make matters worse, he had suffered for two days, along with Father Cheslik, a fellow priest, from a rather painful and urgent diarrhoea, which they blamed on the beans and black ration bread they were obliged to eat. Two other priests, then living in the mission compound, which was in the Nobori Cho section, Father Superior Lasalle and Father Schiffer, had happily escaped this affliction. Father Kleinzorg woke up at about six the morning the bomb was dropped, and half an hour later, he was a bit tardy because of his sickness, he began to read Mass in the Mission Chapel, a small Japanese-style wooden building which was without pews, since its worshippers knelt on the usual Japanese matted floor, facing an altar graced with splendid silks, brass, silver, and heavy embroideries. This morning, a Monday, the only worshippers were Mr. Takamoto, a theological student living in the mission house, Mr. Fukai, the secretary of the diocese, Mrs. Murata, the mission's devoutly Christian housekeeper, and his fellow priests. After Mass, while Father Kleinzorg was reading the prayers of thanksgiving, the sirens sounded. He stopped the service and the missionaries retired across the compound to the bigger building. There in his room, on the ground floor to the right of the front door, Father Kleinzorg changed into a military uniform which he had acquired while he was teaching at the Rocco Middle School in Kobe and which he wore during air raid alerts. After an alarm, Father Kleinzorg always went out and scanned the sky. And in this instance, when he stepped outside, he was glad to see only the single weather plane that flew over Hiroshima each day about this time. Satisfied that nothing would happen, he went in and breakfasted with the other fathers on substitute coffee and ration bread, which, under the circumstances, was especially repugnant to him. The fathers sat and talked a while until, at eight, they heard the all clear. They went then to various parts of the building. Father Schiffer retired to his room to do some writing. Father Cheslik sat in his room in a straight chair with a pillow over his stomach to ease his pain and read. Father Superior Lasalle stood at the window of his room thinking. Father Kleinzorg went up to a room on the third floor, took off all his clothes except his underwear, and stretched out on his right side on a cot, and began reading his Stimmen der Zeit. After the terrible flash, 
which Father Kleinsorg later realised, reminded him of something he had read as a boy about a large meteor colliding with the Earth. He had time, since he was 1,400 yards from the centre, for one thought. A bomb has fallen directly on us. Then for a few seconds or minutes, he went out of his mind. Father Kleinzorg never knew how he got out of the house. The next things he was conscious of was that he was wandering around in the mission's vegetable garden in his underwear, bleeding slightly from small cuts along his left flank, that all the buildings round about had fallen down except the Jesuits' mission house, which had long before been braced and double-braced by a priest named Gropper, who was terrified of earthquakes that the day had turned dark, and that Murata-san, the housekeeper, was nearby crying out over and over, Shu, Yesuzu, Aramitamai. Our Lord Jesus, have pity on us. <laughs>